Welcome to Living Orthodoxy, an invitation to a deeper life in Christ, a podcast of St. Philip Orthodox Church in Southerton, Pennsylvania, dedicated to connecting the liturgical and spiritual life of the Orthodox parish with the life of the Orthodox home, presenting the weekly homilies of our parish pastors, Father Noah Buscelli and Father James Thayer, as well as discussions of the liturgical year and Orthodox life and practice by Justin Bowl and Jeff Hyatt. Now here is Father Noah Buscelli. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This is the day which the Lord has made. Christ is risen. What an amazing proclamation. What an amazing song. What an amazing celebration that we have. If we were to go back in a worldly manner and count the number of hours that we are in church over Lent and Holy Week, maybe we'd realize we weren't in church enough. Maybe we would think that we were crazy, that we're bizarre people. And we would be right. But we're not crazy for that reason. We're crazy because we know God's love. And God's love is inebriating. God's love is intoxicating. We love Pascha because it's dear to us. It's the Passover, the passage from death to life. And it's precious to us because it's cosmic on the upper level. It's corporate in terms of the church. And yet it's very personal. It's all three of these things, cosmic, corporate, and personal. In Christ's resurrection, in his incarnation, in his entire economy, he changed the fabric of nature and made it what, what it was supposed to be. And this beautiful theological text here says, the saving fruits of the resurrection of Christ are three. A, the victory over hell and death. B, the blessedness of the saints in heaven and the beginning of the existence of the heavenly church. And C, the sending down of the Holy Spirit, the creation of the church on earth. And Father Michael, in this wonderful book, goes on to talk about how the fall really affected our existence to have this bodily life that ends and what happens with the soul. And then he goes into the beauties of death no longer being a dead end, death no longer being a holding place of sadness and darkness and separation from God. But death was taken captive by the Lord who descended into it. It was embittered. It was embittered. embittered. 
It was embittered. embittered. What a joy to think about the fact that the most bitter thing in the world has been embittered by the life-giving one who came to change everything. And this cosmic change is given to us through the sacraments. We are incorporated into this new life in the sacraments. We just got to celebrate that. The sacraments and asceticism. God's gift to us and our gift back to him. The free gift that costs everything. God's love, just like human love, can't be bought, it can't be earned, but it must be grown into. And this is where things get personal. Where is baby John? Is he... He's being changed. Doesn't he know he was already changed in baptism? But, but... This beautiful moment of his burial under the water, it's terrifying for a priest, of course, to take somebody's baby and put them in a place of potential death. That terrible moment of being buried after the pattern of Christ's burial is in fact little John's and all of our death to this world. Little John is no longer alive to this world. And the chrismation, we said seal, seal, seal. That chrismation is the, his personal Pentecost. The gift of the Holy Spirit was given to him. And it is in him latent. The gifts that he is going to give to his family, to the church, to the world, are going to have to be stirred up by his parents, stirred up by his godparents, by his family, by parishioners, by his teachers, by everyone. To make this more personal, there's an amazing image that St. John Climacus shares at the, the last chapter of the Ladder of Divine Ascent. The last chapter is on faith, hope, and love. And St. John says, a, nurse, a nursing mother does not cling to the child at her breast as tightly as a lover of God clings to him. I know, Rebecca, you cling to little John very tightly, as you should. I know all you moms cling to your children as tightly as they will allow you. But that's an image for us of how tight we need to be with Christ. We have to cling to him. He is feeding us. Another example of this personal love is hidden in the, the tomb here. There's a little icon of the inexhaustible cup or the inexhaustible chalice. And today is the feast day of that icon. 
In the 19th century, there was a miracle. There was a drunken pe peasant. He had been an officer in the army, and then his life fell apart. I think today we would probably say he had PTSD. They didn't have that language back then. But to deal with the destruction of his life, he turned to drink. And he was a drunkard and wasted all of his means and found himself completely at wit's end with no strength even to, to beg any longer. And in a dream, an old monk visited him and said, go to such and such a monastery and find this icon, the inexhaustible cup. And he didn't listen. Somehow he got a little more to drink and he drank that instead. Again, this old monk visited him. Go to this monastery and find this icon and pray before it. He wanted to listen, but he couldn't. He was weak and he drank near to, to near oblivion. Finally, the third time, the monk came back in the dream. Go to that monastery. Find this icon. And he pulled himself along with a lot of help from a lot of people. And as he went there, he got stronger and stronger. Though still, he tasted, he yearned for the flavor of alcohol. And finally, he went to the monastery and he said, I was sent to see this icon. And they said, we don't have that icon. <laughs> uh, we've never heard of that icon, actually. He said, you have to look. So, looking all around, looking all around. And finally, they found this icon of a chalice. And the Virgin Mary and Christ in the chalice. And they turned to the back and it said, inexhaustible cup. They'd never noticed it before. And he fell down before it and prayed and prayed and prayed. And he walked away from there, healed from his addiction. It was really a miracle. And that same miracle has happened in many people's lives. Many people that suffered with substance abuse and alcohol and narcotic addiction have thrown themselves on God's mercy in the presence of the Virgin Mary in this inexhaustible chalice. That's how much God loves us. That's what it means for Pascha to become personal. What else does it mean? It means Baby John has been named for St. John Maximovich. And we put a little bit of his holy oil into the oil of gladness today. After the liturgy, everybody will be anointed with, with that oil of gladness with a little bit of St. John's oil in it. St. John was one who decided to love God above all and to love God's people above himself. And it took him throughout the craziness of history. It took him to four different continents until finally he reposed in peace. Actually in Seattle, it's where he died. 
but he was the Bishop of San Francisco. A holy man who, instead of sleeping, prayed. Instead of staying comfortable, he walked to the hospitals and the homes of his suffering parishioners. Who sometimes, when he was not strong enough to do that, his spirit made it there anyway, and people saw him. And after he died, he continued to do that. Because death has been annihilated, because Hades has been embittered. Another way to make it personal. Today is the feast of the great martyr Irene, who in the fourth century learned about Christ through a series of near tragedies, converted her family, converted many to the faith. And while she was being martyred, miracle after miracle after miracle sprang up. Or Thomas made it personal, which we are celebrating today. As I heard a wise young man say recently, he needed closure to understand the resurrection. He needed closure. He needed to be able to grasp it, to see it. And by Christ's humility, he was able to personally present himself, expose his wounds, so Thomas and all the disciples could be filled with real faith. There's so much more to say about this, but we have to remember that Pascha, the resurrection, the Passover of Christ from death into life, is not just a cosmic game changer. It's not just the, the corporate marching orders. It's not just the central part of the creed of our glorious church. But it's our own life. It's our personal life. But not, not just that. It's to make us childlike, to make us children of God once again. To him be all glory and honor. Amen. Amen.